Welcome to London Scotty Radio from London Scotty Club. I'm George Matlock and first of all I'd like to apologise for the audio quality of today's episode. Uh, We hope to get it right for the next one so bear with us and thank you for your understanding. Playing online and on smart devices. Now on London Scotty Radio, it's podcast time. I'm George Matlock. Now, our guest today is somebody who hasn't been on for a whole month, and yet it seems like it was only yesterday that we had our guest on the, on the show. Um, I have to say, though, I've, I I feel that this guest has probably aged only a week. I've aged about a, uh, about two months, I think, in the same period. But here we are. I'm very pleased to introduce again to you Jackie Ash from Ashgate Grooming and Kennels in Fivehead, Somerset. Hello, and how are you doing? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you back, Jackie. Um, and we're getting a lot of good feedback from listeners as well about the program. So um, I think so. This is great. So thank you to to listeners. I just want to share that with all the listeners as well. We're getting some nice feedback about the program. So for those who who are uninitiated, who stumbled upon this podcast, um, just to explain to you, Scotty MOT is about Scotty health and well-being. The program is the one where you, the audience, can ask the questions. If you've got a Scottish Terrier. Uh, and you're concerned about your dog, um, you can send in your questions to us um, and we will do our best to answer them. Uh, I should say at this point that Jackie is not a qualified vet. She is uh, certainly uh, an expert on Scottish Terriers, however, because uh, she runs a kennel and grooming service, um, And um, but, but she is not qualified medically. So if you are in any doubt about what you hear on this program, please do consult your local vet first. I think that's important to clarify. So, Jackie, um, looking through the mailbag, I know some of the questions that people have been asking about are to do with gnashes, teeth. Um, We all know how important teeth are to human beings. They're for our own health. There are so many things are linked to the health of your state of your teeth and ever so much more for dogs who really do need to have a good grip on with those teeth. What can you tell us about what's going on out there? You see a lot of dogs, obviously, that come into your kennels. Um, I'm not asking you to, uh, <laughs> to to sort of expose your the dog owners for for bad dentistry or dental work. But how how what is this general state of play of the the dogs and their teeth that you are seeing? Let's start with that. Um, dental problems are quite bad in dogs, if I'm honest. Um, we see dogs from the age of two that have got very, very bad build-up of plaque staining on their teeth and inflamed gums. And it's a really chronic problem in our pets today. It's partly to do with the food that we we give them, um, but it's also to do with the fact that the dogs are not eating as many bones to clear the teeth of of the plaque that's building up. I mean, 80% of dogs in the UK, by the age of two, will have some 
level of dental disease. It's, Scotties are very prone to it. We're not 100% sure why, but they are one of the dogs, dog breeds that are far more likely to have problems with their teeth than other breeds. Okay, so yeah. it's really important that if owners can, from an early age, start getting these, these teeth brushed and getting into a habit of good dental care, um, they're going to stop the progress of this infection that from the plaque is going to go into the gums and ultimately, apart from just losing teeth or having to spend a lot of money at your vets having a dental under, local under an anaesthetic, these problems that you're seeing, um, the infection will also go to their kidneys, their liver, their heart, their joints, and it shortens a dog's life um, probably up to three years. Mm. So it's not something that you just look at them and think, oh, we'd like to have white teeth. It's got really got nothing to do with that. It's actually about the health that's going on under those teeth, not under those gums. Right, so you're saying it's not about vanity, it's about the general well-being and health absolutely. of the dog. Right, yes, yeah. When you mentioned earlier that we're, they're not eating bones, I, I suppose this, this reminds me of a reference you once made to find a couple of spare antlers um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, as you do. Um, but what what can we do about that? Because I, I mean, actually, on the market there are obviously lots of uh, available uh, chews and dental sticks and stuff like that. Some of them seem to have a lot of sugar in them, which doesn't seem to be a very good choice, I would say, because yeah. sugar is not good for teeth, right? Um, on the other hand, uh, there's there's rawhide, there's other things which are also, I think, worrying for some people because if the if the dogs are not supervised. Uh, it can cause uh, a blockage if they consume uh, a large amount of rawhide. So, what what is your what would be your take on this? I mean, or are these products all good, but in moderation, or would you be looking at an alternative? They, well, all of those, all any chew that you give to your dog is going to help with them to build up the saliva that's in the mouth, and that in turn helps to keep those teeth clean. Um, a natural bone, if you're going to get bones at all, a natural bone from your butcher is by far the best. Um, they're less likely to be in damage and you know, they will really enjoy a natural, a natural bone. Um, if you're, I would personally always stay away from anything with rawhide. Um, reason being is that it's made up of animal fats. It also has moldhide uh, in it, which is obviously used for um, preserving bodies, which is not a nice thing for a dog to be chewing on, but it's teeth cleaning is really the route that we need to go down. I mean, these complementary chews or bones really are there to sort of help things along once your teeth are clean. You know, it's a bit like us, you know, if you want to have, um, you know, a healthy mouth, you might say, okay, well, I'll, you know, I'll screw my mouth around with a, with a mouthwash. But if you haven't cleaned your teeth in the first place, it's really not going to do any sort of mind except to give you fresh breath. And it's really the same. You need to get people to clean those teeth. And if you be, you know, um, invest in the new ultrasonic technology, which is out there, which will, which will really help treat the bones as well. Very good. Now, I know that uh, our two dogs had uh, their dentals done last, uh, last autumn. Uh, it's the first time they've ever had them done. Uh, I was very anxious about the process. Um, 
both I mean one dog is seven well, at that time was yeah was seven already seven years old uh, the other dog the other one had turned six uh, so they'd never had their gnashes done before um, the, the younger ones seemed to be in very good shape and we knew that when he went in for the treatment the the older dog we knew already had a bit of a problem uh, with his teeth um, and uh, even a little bit of receding gum line although nothing too dramatic so it wasn't it was a bit sort of borderline they said they said we, we don't think we need to do too much here but just to keep it under under control and, and, and keep and keep monitoring but the thing is that you know the thing that I was most worried about is that they would tell you that the the dogs have to go under general anesthetic and you know we always worry about things like that because of course um, you know we're always worried that you know will the dog wake up at the other end luckily all went well um, is is it something that we should be overly concerned about? I mean, I know that they do pre-tests, don't they? They 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 check yeah. the health of the dog before they Absolutely. put them. And I would certainly say, you know, there is nothing wrong with having the dental done by by qualified vet. Um, that they know what they're doing and they can go up underneath the gum, which anybody who's doing low or a low person that's that's doing teeth cleaning, as we do with an ultrasonic cleaner. All we're doing is trying to prevent the problems building up in the first place and then delaying that dental. Right? Now, I know of dogs that we've been doing it with from, you know, from the age of six months who've not had a dental and they're in the same sort of age bracket as your dogs, you know, they're seven age. There are other dogs, however, that, like us, they have been fatigued and by three or four they haven't had dentals. Um, my position on it, as a as a dog owner, as well as a you know as a professional dog owner, is that it's far kinder for me to get my dog used to having a procedure like brushing my teeth or all the ultrasonic route when they're when they're little. They mm. don't, it doesn't hurt them; they don't feel it. Um, all you're doing is holding a brush in their mouth, and if that prevents them having to have a general anaesthetic, even if it's only a year. You know, then to me that that's worth it. It also probably saves me about six to eight hundred pounds in my purse. And again, it's a consideration I'm afraid that I need to make. That's serious economics. Six hundred to eight hundred pounds. So, uh, what per year, or what, or what do you mean when per, you per dental? Per dental, right? Yeah. I mean, now, you know, a vet a vet's charges have had to go up the same as mm. every other every other industry. Yeah. Um, and certainly down here in Somerset, I have no idea around the rest of the country. But down here, we used to pay about £500 for a dental. It's around six pounds Goodness me. That's actually steeper than in London, I have to say. Um, and I don't really know how to answer that. But I do know that inflation, of course, is now becoming a, a, a real problem for the first time in 30 years in this country. And I suspect that prices for all professional services are going to rise anyway. So it's, yeah. But I think it's, you know, it's just a consideration to have. Hmm. Um, my concern with them going to the vet under the dental, you know, to have that dental, is the same as you. It's the general anesthetic. Mm. It's, a, it's an invasive procedure for them. And if we can delay it for as long as possible, then that's, I think, something as good dog owners that we, we should take on board. Yeah, yeah. Um, and certainly the health of the gum, rather than the look at the teeth. If any of your, you know, if any of the listeners want to lift the gum on their, lift the lip on their sketchy, and have a look at the colour of those gums. If they are looking really red and quite swollen, and if there is a sort of a dark line at the top 
of the teeth on that gun line, then your dog has already got dental disease. And we need to try and help them treat that. It doesn't mean it's serious, you know, it could just be in very early stages, but it means the stuff is beginning to build up there. Mm. So let's help them to be, you know, help our dogs to do something about it. Absolutely. Now, as you know, for us as humans, we are encouraged, not that anyone ever takes notice of this, I know, but we are encouraged to see our dentists every six months for a checkup and a general clean-up, a, a hygienist and all the rest of it. Um, for dogs, and I appreciate what you're saying there, that you know we, we ought to be taking effectively preventive measures to, to delay for as long as possible those big dental visits to the vet. But how often should um, a, a dog have that sort of full dental treatment? I say we've managed to put it off for, for up to seven years, as you can see. It depends which route you go down. Um, most um, professional groomers are now, these days, are offering ultrasonic tooth cleaning, um, where we will do that in the salon. That's something which is widely available, widely available now. It's extremely effective. Um, you're talking of probably your first session anywhere between sort of 50 and 80 pounds, which would be a great mm. toothbrush. And then, once the teeth are clean and um, the gums have been treated, then really a maintenance of that can be done when your dog goes to the dentist. You know, so if yeah. they're going every three months for their hands fit, just ask them then to do their teeth. And you're really then talking about a very low amount of money. You know, I don't know what other groomers charge. I mean, personally, I charge £25 for a maintenance, 20 minutes of I'll take you up on that. Um. <laughs> and I just do it on their groom. Yeah. That way, then I know that, you know, three times a year, because, you know, those dogs are at least getting a professional clean. Mm. In the meantime, if you get some, you know, chews which are, I don't know if, I, you know if you want me to name makes or not, um, but if not, you know, there are, even, you know, just brushing your dog's teeth with a toothbrush and some doggy toothpaste is all that. Right. Is there a generic type of, I don't mean, I don't think we should really mention brands here unless listeners write in and specifically request that information. But I'm, but I'm, I'm more than happy for us to share the type of um, ingredients, if you like, that go into such such products that, that, you know, I'm happy to share that. Yeah. I mean, certainly sort of there is oral hygiene gel, okay, which is a form of toothpaste, <coughs> excuse me, but, but you don't actually use a brush with. Mm. Um, the idea of the hygiene gel is that you put a very, very small amount on each canine, last thing at night when your dog's had its final biscuit, and that will spread around the mouth during the night, and then that will treat the mouth. Um, that is extremely popular, and as far as I know, the companies that make those gels have, have got clinical trial Mm. And they also do um, like like chews that, in addition to that, you could give one say during the day, you know, just again to give some friction in the teeth. But just be careful, as you said right at the very beginning, be very careful about the sugar content and a lot of the mainstream brands because they're not really going to do a massive amount in my opinion. You yeah. Want to try try and get the more expensive ones that are. You know, backed up by some clinical data. Fantastic. 
Well, that's that is very very good to know that there are products that we can reach out for. Um, and and I mean, in the past, you know, I guess what we would have been doing is is sharing some kind of bones and things. I mean, is that is that something that, you know, from the 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 yesteryear, the bygone era, is that something that we should be encouraging again? Um, because I, our dogs, our dogs love a bone conviction, mm. and whenever we go anywhere, I will ask them, "Have you got some air bones?" You know, you don't want to leave them with them. You know, for that long because obviously they start to smell a little bit. I mean, yeah. If you put it, I mean, the marrow inside the bone is so good for your dog. Mm. Um, it's giving them such nutrients that our normal dog food isn't giving them. It's a huge treat. And if you did that once a week, left that with the dog for the day, and then just throw the bone away, I think you could do a huge amount of, of good. I mean, you will see, I mean, we still see, and our dogs take in what I would say a pretty good condition. But you will still see, you know, where their guns will bleed onto those bones, where they're gnawing and they are really, and that's really good because that's getting rid of the I guess it's the same as for us chewing an apple, right? Absolutely. It's supposed to be very good for the teeth as well. So once a week, um, you know, for a day, keeps the dentist away. Yeah. <laughs> and they will, they absolutely love it. And again, word of warning is if you've got two or three squatters together, mm. <laughs> I think I know why. Yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, they. Well. Yeah. I don't want to separate them. Yeah, yeah. It's it could be tough. Yeah. So separate rooms. Um, separate rooms. Let them have a let them have a narrow bone. We give them outside because right. you know they make such a mess. And we literally <laughs> stick one outside with their narrow bone. You don't see them or hear from them for a good couple of hours, and they it's doing them good at the same time. We've never tried marrow bones, so what actually happens when this thing starts to be uh, disintegrated by the dog? I mean, is it like lots of pieces everywhere, or, or well, does it... If you get a good marrow bone from mm. the butcher, mm. um, they're covered in, it's almost mm. like a knuckle. Yeah. So the chances of them, they're not going to break that bone down at all. They'll try and get all the marrow out of the centre of the bone, mm. and they'll spend a lot of time looking at them. If you want to, you can help them just about the teaspoon, and mm. they'll, they'll absolutely love you for that. And then they just gnaw away on the bone. And what they'll do is they'll take off all the sinew, they'll take off all the cartilage of the bones. Mm. But the actual bone itself is going to stop. And of course, cartilage is extremely good for the for the well-being of dogs, isn't it? Absolutely. And you're you're just giving them, you know, completely what they would what they really need. Really and in terms of marrowbone, just while we're on that topic, um, although we're talking more about dental features here, but obviously. Um, all the wider implications, the health implications, are also very interesting. Um, does it have any properties that perhaps sort of help build the immune system of dogs as well? Is, is there anything in marrowbone for that? As far as I know, um, there is. Mm. I'll be honest with you, I don't know enough about it, but I'm sure you know our friend Google will be able to tell you all about the properties of marrowbones. But um, for years and years and years, breeders have been using using them to top up the nutrients that our dogs are getting. Mm. Uh, and, and I think there's a lot to be said for that, to be honest, but I'd have to do a bit more searching to it, to be honest. No, that's absolutely fine. Um, I think for another day, that will be something we'll definitely want to come back to. I've got a feeling that people would really love to get their teeth into this one, bum bum. Yeah. Um, certainly come back with any questions. Yes, uh, indeed. Absolutely fantastic. Well, we'll remind listeners perhaps at this point then, as we come to the close of the pro today's programme, 
uh, that um, Jackie's on every month. So we're obviously looking forward to seeing you in a month's time. Uh, this programme is released every second uh, Friday at 9am on, on LondonScotty.club and of course on your favourite podcast apps as well. Um, and if you've got any questions for Jackie or indeed for Kath Marchbank, who alternates with her on this programme, uh, we invite you to get in touch with us and you can do so either by going to our website londonscotty.club and looking for the contact button and, and sending your details through there. You can include photos with that. You can also even include a very short video if that would help our guests to uh, to better sort of channel the, the response for you. Um, the other option you've got is to go to our new national website and that's called Terrier, uh, sorry I beg your pardon, it's called Scotty dot scott there you go so that's scotty double t-i-e scotty dot scott and if you go there there you should immediately come to a questionnaire form uh, and if you click on that uh, you can again include your photos uh, your videos and your general question don't forget to include the name of your dog um, and only include information that you are happy for us to broadcast i think it's very important as well we do respect privacy and we follow gdpr rules to the hilt here um, but we very much re request that you only provide what you are willing and comfortable for us to share on this program. Jackie, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for that. Uh, it, it's great that you were able to talk about this topic because I've always known you as a, as a hair and blow dry person, you know. <laughs> well, no, it's great, great to hear this. And, and I think that... Um, as you say, this is something that not perhaps not all groomers, but some groomers do provide as a service. Um, and I think it's a really, really worthwhile. I mean, I know that, for example, uh, toenails can be clipped and um, and things like that uh, are something that groomers undertake. You do as well, I know. Um, and hand stripping, of course, is something that is your forte. Um, but it's really good to know that you also are able to help with, with maintaining healthy teeth. I think certainly, you know, the groomers of today are very different to 10 years ago. You know, it's a professional organisation and we're after looking at completely at the dog's health, not just the Fantastic. Uh, I think we'll, on that note, bow out for today. Thank you so much, Jackie. See you in a month's time. Indeed. OK, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to London Scotty Radio. This and all our podcasts are available online at londonscotty.club. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe to us from your favourite podcast player app. Also visit us on YouTube for fun videos. And if you have a Scottish Terrier in London or nearby, be sure to join us.